Did you guys, did you guys watch the movie this time? Yes. Christian. No, we just Google Okay, so 0 for 2 so <laughs> far. I ate. 0 for 2. All right, here we go. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Colleen. I'm Mary. I'm Christian. This is episode 2, where we take a look at your favorite 90s movies as a child and destroy them for yes. you. <laughs> I want people to know that this isn't like a troll podcast. Like, no. we're not trying to be douchey. We actually love these movies. We really do. And They're I still love favorites. them even after we do what we do to them. <laughs> Gross. We <discover> <laughs> <laughs> Makes yeah, it sound so it. dirty. Uh-huh. Yeah, why did you say it like that, right? Well, you know, uh, if see, if I move my microphone close to my mouth, Christian, I can you hear myself. Good. At any rate. Working through some audio difficulties. <laughs> They're more personal than actually as a group. I'm just trying to want to make sure you can hear me. But uh, today we're talking about Blank Check. That's right. Correct, Colleen? 1994 classic hit. Starring... Preston. <laughs> I think the only famous person in this movie is Tone Loke. Right, which I have some thoughts on. Who's saying Funky Cold Medina. That's right. Who did he play? Huh? He was, uh, he was one of the bad guys. He was one of the, I, forgot, I forgot their name, but he was the henchman. Juice. 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 He was Juice. He was, in fact, Juice. So we, we are making sure we enunciate the word Juice. Juice. This week. So <laughs> I we did don't... not realize that was him. I thought he was Ludacris for most of the movie. Well, <laughs> wow. Ludacris just, was probably seven. I thought he looked like Ludacris. He's actually Tone Look. Do you know the song, Funky yeah. Cold Medina? And did you know uh-huh. Tone Look Ludacris? Huge rivals. <laughs> really? <laughs> just like the Cubs. Can you and the imagine? Just like the Cubs and the Yankees. Just wanted to bring that back. Oh, Boy. I'm picturing them listening to this podcast, and he hears me compare him to Ludacris, and just like squishes whatever can. He's like, maybe no, Tone Loke. If anything, I feel like Ludacris. Ludacris should be compared, compared to. It Tom. depends on which one of them you like better. I mean, that's fair. I would say Luda, but yeah, I like Ludacris I mean, better. Funky okay. Cold Medina. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> this is a family show, Colleen. You know, roll out. It's very different. Yep. No, that's true. They're very different songs. You're correct. So let's talk about Blank Check. Yes. Actually, the the second famous person in this movie would be the l- lady Shay, who played Shay also in Dumb and Dumber. I don't know her real name. But Karen Duffy. Played- huh? Karen Duffy. Karen Duffy is her real name? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe. Wasn't the banker someone like vaguely famous? Oh, yeah. He reminds isn't Is he- that the theme of this movie cast? Vaguely, vaguely, vaguely famous. famous. <laughs> movie cast. That's, that's what this is. Yeah. At any rate, let's talk about the plot a little bit. Just to catch you up if you haven't seen Blank Check. Or you can pause this and go watch it now and, and just have a great afternoon of <laughs> 90s entertainment. with lot, right. You have lots of questions at the end of it because it is yeah. it is quite the thing. So the movie starts off with a man escaping from prison. We really don't address that he's an escaped convict the mm-hmm. rest of the movie. Nope, so not at all. Probably just He could have just been a bad guy and skipped that whole opening scene. But then they wouldn't have anywhere to display the names of people who are starring in this movie that you don't know. <laughs> so... Nonetheless, this man has hidden a million dollars under a plate in some building. Mm-hmm. He fortunately had welding materials nearby, was able to get in there, which was great. That, that was very convenient that he had those. Uh, he had his million dollars in cash. And uh, for some reason, he was trying to convince this local banker to help him launder the money. And rather than call the police and just not do that, the banker agreed or was right. intimidated by this one guy. Quig- Quigley? Quigley. 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 Mm-hmm. Quigley. So there you go. So that that's that's your setup. That's your backstory. Right. Then we are introduced to our hero, Preston. Preston. Uh, <laughs> Preston's at a birthday party that his uh, 
enemies invited him to for right. some reason. <laughs> it was the 90s. Who, <laughs> you went to everybody's birthday The children party in the who 90s. hated him invited them to their birthday party at the amusement park, and his father gave him $6 to go. What is it? Six right. or seven bucks? $6. Just trying to figure out the financial state of the family the entire movie. Also. Yeah, there was a lot of questions there because the family, the home and the establishment looked very good. The father appeared to be doing just fine because he was Breakfast. at home a lot. He asked right? if they were poor and, and they said no. Yeah, they're not poor. Yeah. So like any 12-year-old, Preston doesn't have any money. Of course. All 12-year-olds have no money. You can't get a job unless you're Henry Rowan Gardner. Listen well. to episode one. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so go back and get that information. But so Preston's concerned he doesn't have any money. His brothers are stealing all money he does have for their hand, foot, and mouth club. Yeah. The company's called Hand in Foot. Which means nothing. Which is It's their like special handshake that they do that's pretty weird. Yeah, that's stupid. That's it also even... leads me to wonder what the company is. Right. They never really explained that. And the father endorses no this company. No need to. No need. Well, at any rate, Preston is just down on his luck, kid. He's just being 12, which I think is most of our feelings at 12. It's like pretty, you kind of bottom out. Right. Middle school is not anyone's best time. No. If middle school is your best years, you're probably in jail right now. <laughs> you peaked too early. It's possible. I mean, I can't disagree with that, honestly. So there you go. So Preston uh, is that guy. He's he's 12-year-old. And, um, and one day, you know, he's just kind of, he's, he's sad that he has no money. He gets backed into by Quigley, actually. Runs him over on his bicycle. Yep. Best thing that ever happened to him. Best thing that ever happened to him. So basically, it's kind of, it's looking a little bit like um, insurance fraud. Uh-huh. So kind of starting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quigley gives him a check so he doesn't get in trouble. Speeds away to check his left blank. What? Hence the name. Blank of the check. Movie. Blank check. Uh, and like any 12-year-old with a blank check, Preston puts it in his printer, which is illegal, and prints out a million dollars. Because I knew how to do that when I was 12. Yeah. Right. So Preston has no friends, except he has very good computer skills because he has a Macintosh. Mm-hmm. That name will come into play later. Will it? <laughs> <laughs> so through a series of really stupid events, somehow Preston ends up with this million dollars in cash. And the first thing Preston does, Colleen, if you were 12 and you had a million dollars, what are you going to do? Buy a home. <laughs> right. You a know, castle. Of course. Bu- of course. Why, why buy a castle at 12? Why not spend it on anything? Absolutely well, anything else other than a mortgage. And he got the entire castle for $300,000. Yeah, hold on. I have a lo- I've done a lot of research Boy, on that. Boy, we have some is, thoughts about yep, that. Just hold on, Mary. Okay. So, of course, the man knows <laughs> to go get a castle because who doesn't want a house payment and mm-hmm. yard work? Yeah. At he bought 12. it in cash. He did pay it in cash, but still, nonetheless, you're paying for You have to pay for your. I don't need to know. Utilities. I you don't need care. to pay for your <laughs> mortgage insurance. We should, this is just HOAs. the synopsis. We should move on. Yeah, Moving on. <laughs> and then, so he's already he's already down. He's already down a third of his money, if I'm doing my math correctly, over a third of his money out of the gate after buying a castle. He then hires this. Poor man's Andy Richter to be his limo okay. driver. <laughs> that guy was That's pretty his best accurate, friend, though. So. And this limo driver, for some reason, decides, "Yeah, I'm going to go along with this 12 year old who just happened to roll into a bunch of cash and just say that he's Mr. McIntosh's personal assistant at age 12." Mm-hmm. Still, they don't really explain that. Different time. Different, Different time. times. Mm-hmm. He then goes and blows all his money in six days: nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand dollars buying <laughs> go karts, water slides, sumo suits, things you could probably rent for a day, or maybe go somewhere Very that has true. these things. But why bring, rent when you can own? You know, or <laughs> well, rent to own. It's a long-term investment. <laughs> long-term investment. At the end of the day, the money runs out. People realize, oh, this kid actually doesn't have any money left over. Mr. McIntosh is a sham, and uh, primarily because the party planner didn't get paid. Messed for this up. birthday party mm-hmm. that he threw. She was not nice. happy. Which I guess is not really appropriate protocol for a party planner is to to call out the man not paying you at the party. Right. And maybe no. 
you know, maybe not ask for the total at the very end of the party. Maybe yeah. tell them along the way or what this is costing. Get a deposit. She that did get smart. a deposit. Now that was like a see. That was to start buying the. I guess that's I what guess a deposit is. I guess the deposit. We do freelance it's... work, so I guess we understand that. Okay. And so do all of our listeners. <laughs> you, you guys home, understand that? If you guys don't know what a deposit so is, you should Google that's that. That's kind of the idea is that Preston runs out of money and turns into a regular kid again. And because his parent, it's a family movie and his dad learns to love him. I don't know. It's <laughs> dad, stupid. Like His dad learned through the process of him being gone so much, working for Macintosh, that he should have been spending more time with It was with kind of kids. a cuts in the cradle and... situation, except the son was gone, not the right, father. right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about just the parenting style. In yeah, general the parenting of, in the nineties uh, very loose. Preston's very loose because he could just pretty no much do whatever. Well, well, it was very much scene. like the Rick of the Year parenting. These children True. are running loose yeah. all the time. There but wasn't even any supervision at the amusement park. My mom wouldn't let me sleep over anywhere unless she had met the parents and maybe had a sit down dinner with Lock them, them back up. in the and day. Also, so that's the that's the gist of the movie. I'm going to go ahead. I didn't really mention this part at all in the plot line because it's it's the most ridiculous part of the movie. It feels like it was written by a 12-year-old right. boy yes. who said this, this should happen. This. <laughs> a 30-year-old woman oh boy. <laughs> who is a bank teller. But she's uh, not. So are we just, we're going to start with this. I'm gonna, we're going to yeah. go, this go, is go right, dive right in because this is the this least is, plausible part of the yeah. entire movie and probably the most illegal thing in the movie. And that okay. includes money laundering and, and fraud <laughs> and lots of things. This is the thing that's really going to get you in jail. And, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, technically, is, they didn't do anything illegal. Technically, mm. they didn't. But well, I mean, in, I was googling in some today's last day night. and age. You never know. That's true. Uh, here's the thing: a 30 year old woman named Shay, yep. who a fine looking lady, very yeah. pretty lady. Uh, she's a bank teller. Preston sees her jogging, gets the hots for her. Preston is a very thirsty 12 year old boy. He is. I mean, as are most 12 year old boys. We are, and that's why it feels like this part of the plot was written by a 12 year old boy. <laughs> Like, oh, you know what would be amazing? If that hot chick <laughs> that I saw jogging actually fell in love with me as a 12-year-old, took me on a date, I bought her jewelry, she wore a dress that she should not have worn around no, a 12-year-old absolutely boy. absolutely not. Frolicked with him in the fountain, uh-huh. which I'm sure that's illegal. That's going to come up in the, in the trial. The Frolicking civil suit later. Absolutely will. Mm. Okay. Hugging, hugging in the fountain. Okay, I don't wearing know. wet clothes. Wearing wet clothes I mean, in the fountain. I'm not That's saying it's all the way above parts. board, but not everything here that you're mentioning. And then the most ridiculous thing, even after she reveals she is an FBI agent, she is mm-hmm. working for our government, and then kisses a 12 year old boy on That's the right. mouth. On the mouth. Classic. I was throughout the whole movie. I was like, will they? Won't they? They probably shouldn't. Those are feelings you should end, have with a 12 year old and a 30 year old. She went in for the kiss. Like he didn't even kiss her. She kissed him. She and she didn't call me in seven years. Whoa! Weird, weird, right, you'll weird, be close weird. to forty. He'll be eighteen. That Not kid any less had creepy. So no. much <laughs> at all. He w- he really knew what he wanted. This is the most lifetime. We mentioned it briefly last week in Rookie of the Year. How the mom and a flirty uh, vibe going kind of flirty on. Flirty vibe with <laughs> yep. Clark. Hello, Clark. <laughs> this is the most overt. I mean, yeah. this is pedophilia. I feel like <laughs> I can't see. Is. I can't wait to see what else we uncover in the nineties. Oh man, just things you didn't. I mean, when I watched I this mean, as a child, I was like, "Yes, that dude has got game." I'm watching this now on the other side of thirty, thinking, "No, girl, you are ruining no. your life." Can you, I just say, I'm a 31 year old woman, and the idea—I mean, I'm, of kissing I, a 12 year old—it year old, is like absurd to me. That this what was, if the twelve-year-old had money? And what if he took well, you on a really everything. nice date and gave you a necklace, <laughs> a hot necklace, yeah, and frogged with you in a fountain, Colleen? I did do some quick research on well, um, just you know the laws of this in Austin, Texas at the time. 
Yes, go on. And so, what did you, know, you Google? Well, I'm embarrassed to say, but I did Google <laughs> statutory rape in Austin, Texas laws. <laughs> in the and, 90s, things uh, might have changed. Uh, Probably things may have really changed. weird. That is true. Facebook ads now. It is called. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say my search history after watching this movie might be the algorithm little, is going to be thrown off ooh, on your Instagram yep, feed. That is very true. Uh, but Need I'm just going to read help. this. This is you guys can tell Gotten me. Gotten too close to some youngsters. <laughs> I know. I was going to say. I hope that this doesn't raise any red flags. Interested but, in um, Texas youth. <laughs> Let me give you guys a little. I'm just going to read this verbatim. Indecency with a child, which is, is what the a article very said. Serious tone Any for the kind of touching at all, <laughs> even hugging, between a minor who is younger than 17 and a defendant who is three or more years older. And we're talking how many years? 18 years older. Is that right, Matt? 18 Ish? Yes. yes. Yeah. This is offense as a second Show me degree on the blank felony. check where she touched wow. you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but the penalties are two, two years up to 20 years in prison and a fine up to $10,000. And Shay had to have known that. She was she an was, FBI she agent. She was in the FBI. <laughs> yeah, she, she was. probably yeah. busted cases like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, where is she now? Probably in probably jail. Probably in jail. She probably hasn't really jail. done much it, in the Shay. last couple of years. Um, I think, though, it, nah, whether this is important to note, I don't know. But for an 11-year-old boy, he was pretty good looking. But for wow. a 12-year-old boy? Whatever. <laughs> Age is just a number. Unless know. you're in Austin, Texas. <laughs> and the number is 12. Then it is not <laughs> a number you can talk about. <laughs> okay. I agree with that. Age is just a number uh, I don't take it 18. back, but I just wanted to throw it out I don't there. take it back. I that mean, was my first note that I made is kind of hot for an 11-year-old. <laughs> wow. And, oh, God. So maybe you are Shay. Maybe <laughs> there was... forward that article over to Mary. <laughs> Hello, Clark. All right. Uh, well, we're on the FBI, Colleen. Yes. Sure. Can we talk about how the, the big... Stink at the end wasn't necessarily to c- c- catch the escaped convict. No, it was to catch Mister McIntosh. And they McIntosh. were just arresting everyone. Like, and yeah, why don't you take him too? Oh, that guy. Yeah, let's bring him in. They didn't even know who they were arresting. No, which is this, fine. Again, government and laws in the nineties appear to be real loose in Austin, Texas. The FBI can just arrest anybody. Also, another thing I'd like to point out is how long did it take the limo driver to get ice cream? <laughs> Very long. <laughs> I mean, it was hours, I felt like. Oh, just and he could have been there helping out poor Preston. No. And, uh, nope. He's just Wasn't gone. there. Long gone. What else, Colleen? Uh, well, okay. I do, I mean, w- <clears throat> let's just talk about the house. I think it's like, you know. We can go back to the beginning. I did castle. some research. Yeah, the castle. So, the current, this is this house still exists in Austin, Texas today. It's a real house? It's in yeah, Austin. It's, yep, you can uh, Google map it and take a look at it, but it's covered in all this ivy right now. Nice. Current price of the house, $3.1 million. Whoa. But Inflation, in 19, Colleen, I know. Due to the movie. From 300,000 to 3.1 million. So. Am I, yeah. And now, if you look back in the 1994 era, the uh, house would have gone for 1.5 million. So that's our first hmm. huge red flag on purchasing that house for um, four times less Maybe well, less, and Quigley was bidding like 120,000 or something. 150,000. 150, it's they're related, kind of. Yeah. You're missing a zero. Zero, but that's whatever. Yeah. Is it whatever? I think most starter it's homes. 1994. Most starter homes kind of fall in the 120 to $150,000 range. But not if your Maybe starter home's a your, castle. Colleen, tell us about how it was where you grew <laughs> up in bougie okay. Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is more realistic, no, like the castle. With the baseball true. uniforms. Yeah. How much I mean, did you pay castle, for your first castle? Was, my first castle <laughs> ran a, just, a, just below a million, which is a good deal. <laughs> well, then Preston. So he outbids him. 
yeah. Mr. Quigley. And did, did no one think this robot voice thing that he was talking through was shady at all? Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was especially uh, when he just said he had like a cold or a sore throat. Yeah. Even if someone wanted to buy a house right now through Alexa, I'd still be like, oh, okay, hold on. Well, <laughs> can I get some a credit check? Is there who's <laughs> Is there, your mortgage company? Well, he's I again, mean, he's buying it in cash. No questions asked. No questions. I don't. I've and never they bought, really didn't want to sell it. The only it to thing quickly. I bought in cash is food. I have never paid, like bought a product for cash. That's I'm, why I probably Dave need to go. Ramsey, I know. So I'm saying financial peace. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but if I buy a house in cash, I feel like there has to be some sort of checks and balances with the bank saying, "Wait, you really ha- do? I'm just bringing a bag of cash to the thing." That's how it works. It's a bag of cash or a check. A blank check. Nope. I got. Gotcha. That's not how home buying That's how it works. Always works. <laughs> I think in general the the movie just caught a, like taught us some um, just really unrealistic things about money as, as uh, children. Yeah, and, like true. and also you can ha- first of all first lesson, like money will give you everything you want in life. You can be so happy. Well, but Colleen, then they clearly showed at the end. They pull the rug out from under your feet and say, if you're not responsible with it. So basically, you're saying that's a it's, good lesson to it's learn. It's great that to have true. a million dollars. Just don't blow it in six days. Is that right. the real lesson? I feel like that's what they were trying no, to say. No, money can't buy you happiness. Also, it could have. It just ran out. No, Preston, he was because remember when he when Henry like was like I gotta go, and he all of a sudden realized he was alone, that's and he tried doing year. all that stuff on his own. He tried playing the giant punching gloves game uh, yeah. by himself, and it was just a sad montage of him using mm-hmm. all of his toys. Well, here's by the thing: true. he didn't have friends before he had money. I yeah, know. That is true. So, so he was just money. A, maybe Maybe he's just a bad friend. Wow. Also, maybe just, yeah. that <laughs> wow. friend is because... just not <laughs> a great person. Also, did anyone notice the list of things he had to do and one said knock off his brothers? Yeah. <laughs> well, his brothers were off. the worst. I mean, we haven't even mentioned like the attempted child murder that went right, on throughout this movie. I mean, <laughs> these three adults just decide about halfway through that they're going to murder him. Home alone as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, you... Do they not think it might be easier just to steal another million dollars yeah, than murder a child who's already spent at least half? They also kept saying, Weird things like I'm gonna get your butt, which is kind of an interesting. Your butt is mine. Your butt is mine. He said it more than once, so he really kind of fixated on this 12 year old's. But lots of something else to Google. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about the uh, the writer of the film. I looked him up, Uh, Chris Snyder. Yeah, go on. Named Hollywood's most successful spec screenwriter. Oh, okay. Because of this, two movies: Blank Check and Stop, or My Mom Will Shoot, starring Sylvester Stallone. We'll circle back so to that I one look. at a later date. <laughs> he seems to be very successful. Well, he's he's he died. Um, well, he was successful. But he has very successful books. And uh, How, How to Train, to your, train dragon your Dragon was it's dedicated to Snyder. They dedicated the movie to him. Yeah. Well, is he, he still died? alive? No, no he, he died. died. Wait, I missed that part. You in said he died? 2009, yeah. Oh. It, movie that's came a, out in 2010. Okay, gotcha. so that would explain why I was dedicated to him. When I think Blake crazy? Snyder, I think he was 12 when he wrote Blank Text. He must have only been like 30 when he died. <laughs> that's probably true. 51? So that's close. still pretty sad. Yep. Um, can, we, can we also talk about uh, how they got all those people there at that party in less than 12 hours? <laughs> they still didn't know who was being invited the morning of. <laughs> yeah. Point. I mean, there's... There's a lot of implausibility there. The party invite list is probably near the bottom of all the things yeah, that have happened. You're not, you're you just not as think concerned about. with that. Well, that is true. For example, $30,000 in a virtual reality system, which is really just... Also, the way he stopped, uh, what's his name, Bitterman, 
to uh, they drop the virtual reality oh, stuff, yeah. which happened to just land perfectly <laughs> on his head. And it was a and virtual boy. And then he was boy. caught in virtual reality, but for some reason couldn't figure and out. I had no idea. And in 1994, take the off. <laughs> I know we're doing some cool stuff with VR these days. But back in then. 1994, we haven't even released Toy Story. It must yet, have just so. looked like he was inside of a light bright. That's what I was assuming. <laughs> but you know, that was enough to throw him off. Also, I have I have a screenshot here of the uh, the his personal accounts, his expense report that he was working on. Some of these numbers are a little little question. Okay. Uh, he spent twelve thousand five hundred dollars on a batting cage. Seems a little mo- little it's high. Like a fence. You know. Go on. Do you I say mean, as a defense? No, I think it's like a fence. Yeah. Like, what, oh, what is a batting cage? As a defense, when no, I was no, a child, no. we spent twelve thousand dollars <laughs> on my batting cage. I did not. Nope. Nope. <laughs> in bougie Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he spent in six days five thousand dollars on coke, ice cream, chips, and cookies for the party. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, not for the party, because they the had party. to eat that gross adult food. In contrast, right. he spent like $375 on a round trip to Chicago. When did he go to Chicago? And that's a great price on a plane ticket. <laughs> that is very true. So can you Scott's, tell me where you purchased? Speaking of, our, thank our sponsor today, Scott's Cheap Flights. <laughs> thank uh, you, sign Scott. up. Thanks, Scott. We didn't even thank our sponsors yet. We'll get to them later. Yes, we will. He spent $925 on the date. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a reason why Shay's in love with him. Yeah, I mean, that's an expensive date. That's a big date. Well, I looked up... Wait, hold on. I looked up the parents' guide for this movie. Uh-huh. That's great. What is that? Feature films for a family. A boy it's goes like, out on a date with a lady. <laughs> he asks her some questions about her dating experience, like who was the tallest guy she ever dated. Another guy gives the boy tips on dating. A young boy and grown woman kiss. <laughs> Gross. Mean, that is true. That would not, I would not Ooh. let my child watch that movie based on that description. I wouldn't watch that either. And I think we can all surmise if we are, you know, that we have some some good, uh, you know, this is this has been able to sit here for a while. 1994, it's now 2017. Quick math, that is 24, 24 years? years. Wow. But just, that is 23 years. Three years. Three, four we were None of wrong. us are math people in this room. Let me get my calculator. <laughs> no. so, Not at all. Now that we have had some time to kind of see the results of that, um, Preston Waters, 23. Brian Bonsell, <laughs> the guy who played Preston Waters, mm-hmm. didn't learn a whole lot from that film and has. He did what not. What is he doing now? He has been arrested for DUIs and assault. Oh, no. Most recently. Wow. He should well, have kept Henry on. He also he has a butterfly neck tattoo, which is just kind of oh, showing some more class. life choices. It shows that he was also affected by the early 2000s. That is valid. Because <laughs> we were all getting butterfly neck tattoos? Just butterfly tattoos in general. That is true. That was come, my bu- lady. Come, butterf- come, my lady. Yeah, I had butterfly hair clips. Yep, so did Butterflies I. Butterflies really big in the, in the early 2000s. They sure were. And hey, if you want a full rundown of all the things that uh, Preston spent his money on, with, uh, you know, estimated price costs and how much he went over. Uh, the famous blog, The Pine Writer. The Pine Writer? <laughs> yeah, he has it broken down. And by famous blog, I mean, I found it last night and I've not heard of it before. <laughs> uh, but you should check it out. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Anything else to add for Blank Check other than this is just the most ridiculous movie? I feel like we're going to um, peak here because this... I have I have two things to add. Go on. One being that they... This is at the beginning. I should have said it earlier. I'm sorry. But when he goes to deposit the check mm-hmm. um, and he has to go see Mr. Biederman, yeah. the intent, I believe, was to launder the money, which means actually depositing the check would be important. And instead, Mr. Biederman kind of gives this evil smile and lights the check on fire. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> turning to the safe and so, emptying literally all of the money out of it. 
which is like effective for nothing when it comes to laundering money. One becomes a bank president when that's your financial decision. Instead of he was like, I know exactly what to do with this. I'm gonna set this on fire, thus invalidating the entire check and this whole transaction. That just to me, like that was within the first ten minutes of the movie. I didn't even think about that. And from that point on, I know very limited amounts about how money works, and that is something that I know is that lighting checks on fire is bad unless you want to avoid them. Um, And then it's really effective. And then the other thing was my personal favorite quote from the movie. Yes, please. Which is when the criminals knock on the on the door. He opens the door and the guy goes, Happy birthday. I'm here to blow out your candles. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it so menacingly. There are some really bizarre innuendos in this movie that <laughs> really, really, really flew weird. over our heads as children. Yeah. That is true. And, you know, family dynamics in the 90s obviously weren't in a good spot just based on the, the first two movies we've seen the parents just let their children run wild don't have a no. whole lot of idea of what's going on it was the 90s there's a whole scene where the dad said honey have you seen Preston all day and she said no have you <laughs> <laughs> if and I haven't seen my 12 year old all day <laughs> yes. no. there'll be cause for concern I would, yeah. especially if he doesn't have any friends where is he at what is he doing is he okay Right. He all of a sudden has a job. I don't like that's. I guess that's fine. And I'm just going to be okay with that. That he's a 12 year old personal assistant for a man with lots of money. That man. That, you know what? If you're a 12 year old and you're a personal assistant with lots of money, you are getting molested. That, that is what's wow. happening. <laughs> true. Possible. I mean. Yep. True. Uh, another thing. I don't. Did you have one more before I jump in here? No, it was the quote. I, just I really wanted to talk about the, the quote. Quote is awesome. Last thing. Uh, when the dad is talking to Macintosh and it's just an empty chair because <laughs> yeah, Preston so is sitting short. below. So what made him think that there was a man in that chair at all? The maybe the chair could have just been world. turned around the other way. Yeah, oh, exactly. and then when he left, he drove away and Preston went to go run after him and then was like, I'm not going to be able to, like, I got to find the car. But they live a couple houses down yeah, from there. It's the same he neighborhood, could have just right? Walked. He could have just kept on going and said, he's like, I need Henry so that I can follow my dad because he drove away. <laughs> Back to my house Back to my parents' house that is down the street. And Alas, Henry was getting ice cream for three hours. Yeah. So Henry, Henry was the worst limo driver ever. <laughs> Do you think Preston Henry? was a bad friend, terrible with money? These but he he knew how to seize an opportunity. Here's the thing: no that, one was really the, good at their on. specific. <laughs> the tagline of Blank Check is: When Preston Waters sees an opportunity, he takes it. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> I made that in that. my notes. It's Knows how good. to seize an opportunity. Well, boy, you sure did read the outside of that vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that case, I, I just googled watch Blank Check online. Oh, uh, well, that's good oh, for so you. Mary's watching the podcast. All I pirated the movie. Mm, that's fine. Pirate the movie. Do <laughs> what you got to do. Is it on Netflix? No, it's on Netflix right now. How did you watch it? Used to be. I didn't. Oh, right. Um, rented it. I know, I'm sorry. I did miss the last four minutes of this movie, but I figured I it was mostly the, the credits. You the... did that for the I last know. movie as well. I <laughs> fell asleep, okay? How do you not keep your eyes open for 90 minutes? I was tired. Uh, all right, well, let's catch everybody up. Speaking of bad family situations, <laughs> next week we're going to be talking about Mrs. Doubtfire. What a mess. <laughs> it's about making a blended family with a foreigner. <laughs> Oh, oh boy, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Boy, I love that movie. I uh, do as a too. Child. Robin Williams, big fan of all his work. I I laughed a lot. Still yep. quote that movie a lot to this day. Same. Um, but man, that is a botched movie. It sure Imagine is. what those kids went through. They loved their childhood. <laughs> 
Well, they were having a hard they, time before Mrs. Doubtfire. Their, you don't know how they turned out. Can though. you imagine finding out that your nanny was really your dad? How <laughs> pumped would you be? I would, would be terrified. Be, that is not like a man. That's awesome. That's not like finding out Santa Claus isn't real. That's like finding out. Whoa! Oh. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert! Oh. Sorry, <laughs> parents. You need to realize all your childhood magic is a lie. <laughs> Crushing that's, all dreams look, here that's today. what we're doing on this podcast is just we're pulling the curtain back on the oh, 90s and saying gosh. as a group of eternal optimists i'm not sure that we <laughs> we're not really the best we're not the best critics because at the end of the day we still love blank check and we'll we're keep still watching watch it. it but uh next week mrs doubtfire tune in we'll be here we'll have watched it at least colleen and i will have watched it yes. mary will have watched 90 of the 94 minutes of preston <laughs> Preston. Yeah. The president of the group. Yeah. Christian will have Googled Googled Mrs. Doubtfire Facts. <laughs> so right. Yeah. Thanks uh, for uh, tuning in today, guys. We'll see you next week. Mrs. Doubtfire. Episode two. It was great. Yeah, it was. See ya. Hey.